thank you for 2019. Lord, I thank you for what you have spoken to my spirit, spoken to my heart, and I thank you for what I'm about to declare to your people. That, Lord, as we corporately come together, Lord, as we seek your face, Lord, as we sacrifice to our flesh, I thank you that we're going we're gonna to reap in the spirit. I thank you for the benefits that you're going to bring in our homes and our families and our marriages and to our children. And I thank you, Lord, that you are going to do some miraculous things. So we declare 2019 blessed and in favor as Lord. And we thank you for just speaking to our heart today. What would you have me do? And then, Lord, we would say yes. We would listen. We would be focused. And we would allow your Holy Spirit to work in us. And everybody said a big amen. 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 So, we're, we're, we're in Africa. We're uh, somewhere between uh, Livingstone and Sioma. And uh, we're traveling. And uh, worship is playing in the van. And uh, I'm, I'm looking out at the, 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 just the beautiful uh, scenery and the landscape. And uh, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just spoke into my spirit. Not an audible voice, just... You just know the voice of the Lord. After, after, after you get to know him, you just know his voice. And, and he spoke to me and he said, 2019, the year of my glory. And oh, I tell you what, I just about had church right there. Because you know what? Uh, and then I went on and you, know, you start trying to think of a lot of other things. You know, and you, you're really, Lord, did I, is that really what you want? But I could not get away from it. We've had a lot of good years. We focused on a lot of stuff. 2018, we focused on building better relationships. And isn't that great? We're not going to stop doing that. Keep working on your marriage. Keep working with your children. Keep working to have a better relationship with your co-workers and your friends. Come on, keep doing that. But you know what we need? We can have money. We can have health. We can have everything in writing and order. But if we don't have the presence of God, we don't have anything. You can have every... People, why, why do you think you're watching TV? Why do you see the actors and all the people? They've got everything you could ever imagine. And they're committing suicide. And they're, they're going and all... They're going crazy. And why? Because it doesn't bring happiness. Stuff does not bring peace. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto you. I mean, we've got to stop seeking the things and start seeking the Lord. So we're going to start 2019 out by seeking the Lord. And we're asking for His glory. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Our, you, know, you want to go ahead and put that, that slide up? Do you make that? Yeah, 2019, the year of His glory. Exodus 33, 18. I'm going to ask you to memorize it, okay? We're going to work on it. We're going to learn it together right now. Y'all ready? I beseech thee, show me thy glory. That's Moses. Let me tell you the story. Moses chapter... Moses chapter... There's no Moses chapter. Listen... I have malaria. Give me a break. I have said and done some dumb stuff. I, tell you, I, I, I can't remember my phone number. I can't stuff. I mean, Amy said the other day, she said, you got malaria brain. I can't, my brain don't work. So if you're looking for Moses 33, you're going to be looking a while. 
Exodus chapter 33 uh, is where we're looking. But I'm going to just tell you, I'm just going to tell you the story. Uh, so Moses, uh, God's called his people. They've come out of Egypt. God told them, I'll go before you. I will do great things for you. And God is working with them and things are going good. But the people are acting up. Do you, ever, do you, ever, you know, know anybody ever acted up? Man, they're not doing right. They're sinning. They're, 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 they're just they're grumbling. They're complaining. They're griping. They, they, they don't, they're not remembering the good things God said he would do for them. I mean, they're just a mess. It's kind of like America. I mean, everybody, every, they're just against God. And, everything, and God's fed up with it. And God said, I'll tell you what. I'll send an angel to go before you. But I'm not going. Because if I come down there, I'm paraphrasing. I'll kill all of you. That's pretty much what he said. He said, if I come down right now, I'll wipe you out. You're a, he said, you are a bunch of stiff-necked people. You're stiff-necked. You're rebellious. And I'm not going. I'm going to send my angel to go with you. And Moses. See, Moses was the one that stood and saw the burning bush. When God said, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And God's the one that told Moses, Moses, I will go with you. Moses said, I can't do it. And God said, I'll go with you. I'll go before you. And now then God's saying, I'm not going. So Moses went to the Lord. Now, they stopped. Moses took the tabernacle where the presence of God dwelled. And he took it out of, amongst the people. And he set it up outside the camp. God said, I don't even want to be in the same room with you. I don't even want to dwell in town with you. So he set him up outside of town. And the Bible says all the people were in their tents and they were scared. And the Bible says that Moses went out to the tabernacle to worship and a cloudy pillar appeared over the tabernacle. And he said all the people stood in their tent doors and they saw the cloud of the glory of God. And it says they worshipped in their tent, but they were scared to go. But the Bible says that God spoke to Moses face to face like he talks to a friend. Don't you want to talk to God that way? Aren't you tired of worshiping God from a distance? Aren't you tired of just seeing the glory out there? Don't you want to get in it for yourself? Don't you want to talk to God? Don't you want to know what God has for you? What He has for your family? Come on, I don't just want to see the glory from afar off. I want to experience the glory of God. And Moses said, God... If you don't go, I'm not going. Come on, you ever felt that way? God said, I'm tired of these people. I'm not going. I'll send an angel before you and he'll work for you, but I'm not going. And Moses went up and said, Lord, you told me that if, if, that if I would go, you would go. And now you're saying you're not going? Well, guess what? I'm not going either. Moses said, Lord, I beseech thee, show me your glory. God said, Moses, 
you can't handle my glory. You, re, you need to read all that for yourself. Moses, God, God said, Moses, if you saw me, you'd die. No man can see my face and live. But Moses said, God, I need you. I can't do this without you. I can't go. I can't lead these people. I'm, if you don't go, I'm not going. Show me your glory. And God said, Moses, I'll do it because you asked me. Here's what I'm going to do. In the morning, you come up to the mountain. I am going to put you in the cliff of a rock. I'm going to hide you in a hole. And then I'm going to put my hand over the hole. And then I'm going to walk by. And then I'm going to remove my hand. And you're just going to see my backside. The backside is all I need to see. I can't see. I can't handle the face. I can't handle the glory. Just give me a glimpse when you pass by. And Moses said, God, that's enough for me. And he went up and he did just that and God showed up and God walked by and God revealed himself and Moses saw his glory and then God talked with Moses and then he got the Ten Commandments and then everything happened and then Moses came down and the Bible says his face shone. His face shone with the glory of God. And all the people were afraid of him. And he had to put a blind. He had to put a mini blind on his face. They said, we can't look at you. We can't stand. You've been, listen, when you've been in the presence, when you've been in the glory of God, people will know it. When, you, when we spend this time praying and fasting and seeking God, when we get in His glory, when His glory is revealed, when His presence shows up, when we walk on our jobs, somebody's going to say something's different about you. People's going to begin to say, hey, uh, there's going to be people that are going to get away from you. And there's going to be people that are attracted to you because of His glory. I beseech thee, show me thy glory the Bible says that he would talk to him with the veil over his face and then he would go into the presence of God and he'd take the veil off and he would talk to God face to face and then he would come back out and he had to put the veil back down because the people couldn't take it they couldn't stand to look at him he shone listen I'm telling you when you've been in the presence of God it'll change it'll, it'll change your old ugly amen into his glory amen that's what happened with Adam and Eve when they were in the garden they were naked and unashamed they didn't know it because they were covered in the glory of God when they looked at each other they didn't see flaws they didn't see all they saw was the glory of God but when sin came in the glory lifted and they looked at each other and went <gasps> what we need today to cover our skin to cover our sin to cover our scars to cover our flaws amen is not a is not natural clothes thank god for those but you know what we need the glory of god love covers a multitude of sins 
When you get in the presence of God and His, His love, and He begins to love on you, and He begins to talk to you, and He hides you in the rock, and He hides you, amen, in the pavilion, and He hides you in a hole, and He hides you, amen, where nothing else can harm you, and He puts His hand on you, and His hand of love, and His hand of favor, and His hand of protection, and then He walks by, and He moves His hand so you can see just a glimpse of His glory. It'll change you. Hallelujah. So how do we get that? We've got to deny ourselves. Jesus said, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. We've got we, we, to empty our flesh. No flesh can see God. You do not. Listen, the, the priest in the Old Testament, thank God we're under grace. But under the Old Covenant, under law, the priest got to go in the presence of God one time a year. And when they did, they wore a long robe and bells around the bottom. And they tied a rope on their foot. Because when they went in, if there was anything, they went through every kind of ceremonial cleansing, everything. And if there was anything not right, they dropped dead in the presence of God. And if the bells stopped ringing... They just pulled them out. Thank God we're under grace today. We can come in His presence. And it's amazing how we come in His presence sometimes. Just so haphazard and with everything. I'm telling you, we need to be cleansed. And we need to crucify our flesh. And we need to cleanse ourselves and get our mind right. And get our heart right. And amen, get everything, get our thinking right. And It's not easy though. Because all year, especially through the holidays, man, we have been sugaring it up. Huh? We, we've been having a good time. And so now, it's time to deny ourselves a little bit. And it's tough. So, uh, let, let, let's just talk about real quick. Uh, let's look in Daniel. I want to go to Daniel chapter 10. Everybody talks about Daniel chapter 1. Daniel was a young man. Uh... And he just got, you know, there, King Darius and, uh, or no, it was the other king. Um, was it Nebuchadnezzar? Oh, i got to look back now. That malaria brain again. Um, king Nebuchadnezzar, thank you, you're right. Third year reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and besieged it. So anyway, they, they took Daniel and uh, the three Hebrew children. And so they were there. And uh, this is the beginning. This is where it's not really what people call the Daniel fast. Uh, but it's where in the beginning that they were trying to fatten all these guys up to make them look presentable to the king. And so they wanted to give them all this stuff. And Daniel and the three, three Hebrew children said, No, we'll not defile ourselves with the king's meat and the king's wine. Now, it wasn't because that they didn't eat meat or drink wine. That wasn't the deal. The deal was that it had been offered to idols. And strictly in the Jewish tradition, you didn't eat or drink things that were offered to idols. And they said these, I mean, they, they offer all this stuff to their pagan gods, and we're not going to defile ourselves. And so, because they did not, they weren't vegetarians from then on. Because many times, and we're fixing to see it again, uh, where once again... He's not eating meat or drinking wine. And so after that trial period, when they, were, when they could kill their own beef and do their own stuff, uh, then they did it right. And so they weren't vegetarians, in other words. That's all I'm trying to say. 
Uh, but they spent a time of what the Bible says they were eating pulse. Now, what's pulse? Basically, it was a diet of vegetables and grains. It was lentils and peas and beans and uh, whole grains and rye and wheat. and uh, it, was, it was just good, healthy stuff. And they drank water, and it said that at the end, they were fairer than all the rest of them. Uh, and so the king, then the guy that was over in charge of them said, Okay, yeah, I see you guys are, you know, that works for y'all. And so they got to do that for a while. Now, this is a long time after that. Now, this is, this is years after that. And once again, Daniel's a man of prayer. Daniel's a man of fasting. Daniel's a man... Uh, who needs the presence of God. And any time he needed a revelation from God, he would seek the Lord through prayer and fasting. That was one thing that, that the disciples uh, uh, in, in got mad at Jesus. The other disciples, that the scribes and Pharisees, they'd come and they said, why is it that we all fast and your disciples don't fast? He said, well, you don't fast when the, when the bride's there, when the bridegroom is there, but there is coming a day when I'll be taken and they will pray and fast. So he was just expecting that to be the lot be be a part of the christian life uh was a time of denying our flesh fasting uh, how, how did man sin to start with food and what happens is the lust of the eye the pride of, and, and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life uh the, the enemy said hey this looks good it tastes good do it but it, it wasn't what god told him god told him not to so uh it's just Food is a big part of our life, isn't it? We love food. I love to eat. And that's why we preach on a lot of other sins, but we usually don't touch gluttony too much. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Yeah, we'll talk about all them other sins, but let's not talk about that overeating chips at the, rest, at the Mexican restaurant. You know, let's don't talk about that. But the Bible says anything you do, anything you overdo is not good for you. And so uh, we, we don't want to overdo it. So that's why at the beginning of this year, as we begin to, to fast, it's something that we do something. We want to cleanse not only our body, but our mind. This is why I encourage you. Could you challenge yourself to 21 days of just Christian music. Now, we got a wonderful Christian station, 89.5. Write that down if you don't ever listen to it. 89.5. KVE, wonderful station. But if you have CDs, if you have uh, uh, XM radio, there's so many. But could you challenge yourself to say for the next 21 days, I'm just going to put into my ears and into my spirit things that will encourage me, things that will lift me up, things that's beneficial, things that are motivating. And uh, I, I'm a flipper. I like all types of music, and I listen to all types of music. I'm not just one that says, you got to listen to just Christian music every day, every moment, every, you know. I mean, there's times I just flip here and there, and I, oh, I don't like that song. I don't, I don't like that song. I don't, and I flip over here and flip in there, and I just, you know, I like, I grew up in the 80s, so I like some 80s stuff, and um, little country, <laughs> you know. Uh, but I pick and choose. I, I want it to be good. I want it to be good stuff, you know. I don't listen to junk. But, uh, but for the next 21 days, 
I'm going to keep my radio, keep my CD player, keep everything that's feeding me as I'm emptying myself out. I want to make sure I'm just putting good stuff back in. Amen? Let's talk about Daniel chapter 10. Daniel's older. Uh, Daniel's in need of another uh, revelation from God. He, he's, he's needing God. And here's what Daniel said in, in verse number 3. Or I'm sorry, chapter 9. He says, I set myself to seek the Lord and fast and pray with sackcloth and ashes. That's chapter 9. So there's another fast. Let's jump over to 10. Here we got another one. Uh, and he says... Uh, in verse 2, chapter 10, verse 2. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all till the three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now, uh, I just want to touch base and we'll talk about this just a little bit. Last week when I was in the hospital on Sunday, I was watching, and I started early in the morning, six, seven, seven o'clock, I started watching preachers. I've watched them all the way till, uh, till the Cowboys came on. And, uh, and then I watched the Cowboys. It's okay to watch the Cowboys, especially when they win like they did last night. But, uh, but I watched a lot of preaching. And uh, I was watching Jensen Franklin. Their church does a 21-day fast every year, been doing it forever. And uh, they usually are pretty strict. And anyway, he was preaching. He said something that I thought, ooh, that's so good, i got to preach it. And so I'm just going to bring out his thought to you uh, today. And I've read it and we see it, but I, I thought it was very good. He said, I ate no pleasant bread. He said that word there, pleasant, means desirable. So here's what I, I want to ask you to do. Sometimes we do no meat, no sweets. If you want to do that, that's wonderful. Uh, but here's what I'm going to ask you to do. You see, what's desirable to me might not be desirable to you. We can say, hey, we're going to cut out this. And everybody go, oh, great. And half of you don't eat that anyway. Huh? See, some of you, I can say, we're going to cut out tortillas. And half the white people go, oh, so be it. All the Spanish people going, oh, Jesus, help us. No, no, no tortillas and beans and rice. Well, that's, that'd be like going to hell. <laughs> pastor, there's a pastor from Brazil. He thinks he has to have beans every day of his life. I, I, I can't eat the same thing every day. But it doesn't matter what he eats. We can go eat a hamburger. He's got to go home and have some beans. Because he said if he don't have beans, he don't feel like he's eating. So... If he were, and I'm not saying you should, because it's up to you. It's personal. If he were to say, I'm going to fast beans, that would be huge to him and no big deal to me. You understand what I'm saying? He ate no desirable bread. What's desirable to you? Here's what I want you to ask. I want you to say, Lord, for the next 21 days, what can I give up that means something to me? Remember, if it doesn't mean anything to the Lord, I mean, if it doesn't mean nothing to you, it doesn't mean nothing to Him. Here was the point that He brought out, because I want to move on real quickly, because I want us to come into the altar for a moment. In verse number... Verse number... 11, 11, 
Let me read verse number 3 again. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Okay? Some say that was he was doing a total fast in this one here. Whatever. Uh, that's not important at the moment. He ate no pleasant or desirable bread. Okay? Now look at verse 11. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to read this because we're talking about his glory. Okay? Daniel is fasting and praying. And listen, look what shows up. I lifted my eyes, this is verse 5, and behold a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of Euphaz. His body was like beryl, his face as the appearance of lightning, his eyes as lamps of fire, his arms and his feet like color of polished brass, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. Anybody want to see something like that? You're not going to see anything like that unless you sacrifice something like that. If you want to see His glory, if you want to see the glory of God, if you want to see the presence of God, for some reason, and I'm so honored and I'm thankful for Him, the Lord has opened Pastor Marcelo's eyes a number of times recently to see three angels sitting here in the front. It, it started back when we had the pews. He came in one day and he was walking past and he saw them just sitting up on the front seat. Man, he kept calling me. I mean, he was visibly a little freaked, but excited. And then I came in on a Sunday morning and he's sitting right here shaking and weeping. I said, what's wrong? He said, I saw him again. And this time they told me to go get my Bible. And I ran to my office and got my Bible. And I came back and I opened it. But I, I can't read nothing. I'm crying too much. And then we sold our pews. And he didn't see them for a while. And I was afraid we sold them. I was afraid they were, we sold them to a funeral home. I said, oh Lord, the angels moved to the funeral home. <clears throat> oh, but I was so excited when he called. He said, Pastor, I saw him again. Oh, the, the, I'm sorry. The last time he saw him was right before we sold the, the, the pews and they were standing up. They weren't seated, they were standing. And then just this past week, he walked in and saw him again. The glory of the Lord's here. We may not see it. You may not feel it yet. But he's preparing us for something. The Lord will open your eyes. The Lord opened his eyes. But it's when times of prayer and seeking the Lord and worship, amen, that he's seen these things. And it's, it'll be a time that when we're seeking the Lord and we're praying and we're fasting and we're, 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 we're doing away, we're, we're not eating the desirable bread, that thing that we really like. We're saying, no. Flesh, you really want that. But spirit, you want God more. So we're going to start by putting good things in our ears and our spirit, listen to worship, listen to Christian music. And you pick. Many of you said you're going to do the three-day fast to start with. That, that's a good thing. It, I want to do it. It cleans out all the toxins. Man, get off just water. If you've never done that, do juice. 
That way, get a little strength. If you've never, you've never done three days, do a day. Start in the morning and go till sundown after, after dark. Maybe if you're working outside, whatever, drink some juice. Give you a little strength, whatever. Stretch your faith. Do something. I mean, here's what would happen. A lot of times we, we'd do no meat, no sweet. And we'd still go to the Mexican food restaurant, get cheese enchiladas, eat all the chips we could eat, walk out of there, and I'm thinking, ah, this is not fasting. I'm miserable fool. And so this year, I'm going to be cutting, we're going to cut out a lot of stuff. A lot of desirable stuff. No caffeine, no coffee, no sodas, no sugar, no, no Snickers. No Skittles. Man, I like the Skittles. And you know, usually about the first three days, man, you get headaches because your body, you're so addicted. This is a good time, okay? Listen to me. This is a good time. To break some habits. This is a good time. If you drink alcohol, determine the next 21 days, refrain. Find out. Is it something I control or does it control me? It's a good time to break the habits of nicotine, tobacco, pornography, Facebook. Come on. Some of you. If you fasted Facebook, you, 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 you would, I'd have to pray for you. You'd be having the shakes. You'd be having withdrawal symptoms. You'd be, you'd be like this. You're addicted. Literally. And, I, and I'm, I'm me too. So we'll be limiting. Limiting social media. Limiting things. Why? Because we want to see God's glory. Now, so Daniel fasted and prayed. He had this great revelation. The angel of the Lord said, Daniel, I heard you the first day you prayed. But according to your word, I'm here to answer. But the prince of Persia withheld me. I had to get another angel to come and help me fight through. Listen, the Lord hears us right now. But the devil is fighting you and telling you, no, you don't need to do that because he don't want you to see his glory. He'll tell you, I'll let everybody else do that. You don't need it. You Come on. At the end of the month, in 21 days, I want us to, when I say how many did something, I want everybody to be able to stand and say, I did something. And corporately, as we do something, God's going to do something. And look what happened. Verse 11, and he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved. Jensen said another word, that word beloved, another word for that is desirable. Listen to this. Daniel gave up something desirable and he became desirable to the Lord. Don't you want to be desirable to God? Don't you want God to use you? Don't you want God to be pleased with you? Don't you want God's blessing on your home, on your marriage? Now, for some of you, you'd be like, the marriage relationship, sex, that's, that's no big deal. For other of you, right now, you're already starting to sweat. That's a tough one right there. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says when you fast and pray and you refrain from sexual activity with permission. 
If you have an unbelieving husband and wife, and they come in and say, hey, baby, and you go, I'm fasting, leave me alone. That's not the way it works. It don't work that way. The Bible says, with permission. And so you, you go and you talk to that spouse and you say, hey, for the next so many days, I really want to spend time seeking the Lord and I want us to be in agreement that I, I, I want to set aside my fleshly desires and pleasures to seek the Lord. Amen? That's scriptural. And then the Bible says, come together quickly unless you get tempted. <laughs> so uh, just take a set aside a, a, cer- a, a certain amount and then get back to business. Thus saith the Lord. If you're single, just quit. Stop. Not pleasing the Lord. It's sin. And you want to you wanna do things right. So, um, guess what? I never even opened my notes yet. But I'm not going to. I think I covered everything I wanted to talk about. Uh, let's see. Talked about his glory. <laughs> Let me get my brain working right. Uh, what's our theme scripture? Exodus 33, 18. Let's say it together. I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Come on, we're not just going to, we're not going to want to see it from a distance. I want to get in it. Amen. I want God to hide me in the cleft of a rock. This is what we're going to do. 21 days, we're going to climb that mountain. 21 days, we're going to get in the secret place. 21 days, we're going to pray. We're going to fast. We're going to give up desirable bread. I don't know what it is for you. Everybody pick your own thing. I'm giving up. I'm going to give up a lot of stuff. I, I wanted to fast at least three days, but I'm going to have to postpone that a little bit. Get my blood count up and my liver and all that stuff. I don't want to hurt. You don't want to hurt yourself. Do what you can do. But uh, I'm telling you, it ain't going to kill nobody to give up sugar. Give up your caffeine, give up your coffee, give up your whatever. You know, I ate the whole bag of donuts today. Because next week we'll only have granola and yogurt. (laughs) Amen. Thank you, Lord. So we're going to kick out the time. We'll start with... um, Tonight at midnight, 11.59, you're going to be in there at the refrigerator. What's the last thing I want to eat? <clears throat> we've, been cleaning, we've been cleaning stuff out of the house. We've, we've been eating sweets and all that, getting rid of it. But, uh, you know, you, 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 you determine in your heart. I'm putting no condemnation upon you. Now, people ask me every year, Pastor, that falls right in my anniversary. That falls right in my birth. You're under no condemnation. Listen, if it's your birthday, if it's your anniversary, go out, eat a big steak, eat some cake, go home, have fun, and start all over in the morning. There's no condemnation. Amen? If you want to postpone it, that's okay too. That's up to you. But don't put yourself under condemnation. Come on, don't just quit because it gets hard. You know, it'll get hard, I'm telling you. 1201, you think you died. I'm starving. Oh, now listen. Just, but but set, set your mind. And every time that temptation comes up, say, you know what, Lord? Show me your glory. 
Spend time in prayer. Prayer and fasting. Okay? You got to have both. Now, we're having prayer meeting every Saturday night, 6 to 7. We had a wonderful prayer meeting last night. It was very quiet. Worship was playing. There was just such a sweet spirit. I could just hear little mumbles, people praying. Sometimes it gets loud. Sometimes, But it was such a sweet spirit last night. But each Saturday night, we'll have a prayer meeting from 6 to 7. If you can't come physically here, that's fine. Pray at home. Pray wherever you're at. Spend, spend some time in prayer. But pray every day, okay? Read the Word of God. I've started, uh, started my, my reading again. I'm, started, I'm reading Miss Amy's uh, new book, her daily devotional. If you haven't got one, get one. Come on, she'll be out there at the table today. Get that. It's a great way to kickstart, to read the Word of God. And uh, let's give up some desirable bread.